Tribbles and Facebook at Tribble Nation and as well at Black Tribbles. Uh, my name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? And as always on a lovely Monday evening, I am joined by that lady there. What's up, good people? It's your favorite neighborhood comic and coffee slinger, your girl Ariel, the Amalgam Tribble, aka Uncanny Tribble, aka Bruce Leroy Tribble. Show up, In the building in Lovecraft Country. Okay, all right. Ooh. Oh, we're starting off in in, uh, in perfect <laughs> harmony, ladies and gentlemen. And let's see if we can keep it going with that young miss right there. Hey, it's your favorite good ghoul gone bad. It's Gabe the Horror Tribble talking about spooky stuff, uh, especially spooky stuff in regards to horror while black and also, you know, not gender conforming. <laughs> that's, that's this episode. So <laughs> That is this episode. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by this fine bearded gentleman right below. Y'all already know who it is and what I do. It's the man, the Mr. Legend, Master Triple E-Mac in the building. Mr. Thursday. Night. Night. No less Thursday on a Monday giving it to you. How you living? How you feeling? How do you like it? We are bringing you our review of episode four of HBO's fantastic series, Lovecraft Country. Episode four was A History of Violence. Featuring a teleplay by Misha Green from a story by Wes Taylor. Directed by Victoria Mahoney. The synopsis. After Christina shows up at her doorstep, Letty confronts Atticus about his plan to return to Florida. In search of missing pages to a crucial text, Letty, Tex, and Montrose head to Boston with Hippolyta and Diana along for the ride. Meanwhile, back in Chicago, a handsome stranger nurses Ruby's disappointment over a squandered job opportunity. There we go. That's what's happening. Marisol, what's up? How are you doing? Nerd Soul, what's up? All of you watching us on Facebook and Twitter, how are each and every one of you? Thanks for joining us this evening. Ariel, Gabe, Take it away. Where go we with this episode of Lovecraft Country? We are going into the canyons, into the depths, into the center of the earth. We are going into Indiana Jones <laughs> land. Yes. This episode was so Indiana Jones, so Indiana Jones. And uh, for me, the, the moment that I was like, this is what this is making me feel like is uh, from The Last Crusade, the, the Bridge of Faith, mm -hmm. where they have that overhead shot of him just on that narrow path. And so when they have that shot in this, I was like, yeah, they're, I was like, that is what they're trying to invoke. They are giving me uh, Indiana Jones realness tonight in Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. 
Most definitely. And they always have the the books that kind of tell you, preempt you what what's going to happen. So like the boys reading to the center of the earth and the yes. library right before it happens. So like we always have those motifs. And I actually was like doing some digging around because I rewatched episode three um, with some friends and then rewatched episode four, as Ariel suggested. Rewatching definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed like I was thinking whenever we have books, right, it symbolizes something. And in episode three, um, we have Hippolyta <laughs> ripping out Dracula and it's brought up like twice that right. Dracula is George's favorite. And so now I'm like, does that mean like we're going to get an undead George or a resurrected oh. George? Oh, that's but, a thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause that's the only one that we like where we saw a book and then it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, like right. we haven't like, it hasn't culminated into anything uh, as like, you know, obvious. And so I was like, maybe that'll come up, but yeah, there's this, you see the boy and he's reading it and it's so obvious. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is going to be, you know, that episode, which is totally different from in the book when they get the the pages right. and happens much later. So I, as like a, a, having read the book was not expecting any of this and was super exciting. <laughs> I could dig it. I actually love that little boy in the library. Um, uh, me and my lady trying to get his read on. Only yeah. people keep talking. Uh. <laughs> you know, you're so rude. I'm like, he was, uh, can't go nowhere. Just trying to read my book. He was giving but, me. Life. But I love, I love that they just let him have it because it's like y'all are wrong because you in the library. So yeah, That's he like true. took her away. <laughs> It's just like this white bitch in my house. <laughs> He's like, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> like no. Let's not have that. Uh, we are in public place. Most yeah, definitely. it was phenomenal. But um, all right. So like, so a couple things, I guess, between book and show. Because in the show, when they go to get the pages, it's actually Hiram's pages. Um, and then this one, they are actually like going straight to the source. It's Titus. Like he, you know, he's the whole thing. Um, so I thought, you know, so again, I'm I'm always paying attention to those those changes when they deviate from the book because it's like they did that for a reason. And so I wonder like where they're taking us with this. So um I yeah, I just I really like that it connected Tick even more because uh Christina says when she comes to Letty's house that you know Tick Tick is really only special because uh, Titus spelled it that way. His blood is significant because it was spelled that way, not because he's like this, you know, great, wonderful thing, right, right. which which is mm-hmm. funny to me. So he now he becomes more the key than anything. It's like he's the key that can open doors. But the story is also happening in a lot of ways too. like, I feel like it's happening to Letty more. It's happening to it will be happening to Ruby more, like more directly, whereas he's just always kind of in the mix somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And I th- so what I think is funny though, because by doing that, what I feel like they've done is they more or less have made him Harry Potter. So it's his story, but he's the he has the least. He's the bit part. The he's not the main on. character. Yeah, he's just there. Right, he's the there to be the yeah. the impetus for why things happen. It's like oh, Voldemort because Harry is here, but not because Harry is really doing anything. You know, so I th- right. I feel like that's what's starting yeah. to happen to him. They're Mary suing him. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And it was so great for Letty to like call him out on that when they're in there. Like when he's like, it's getting dangerous. You got to get out of here. And she's like, getting dangerous. Like he was kidnapped. I died. Like, right. this is not right. about you. When I was watching, I was like, this is an anthology, motherfucker. We are all on this. <laughs> Last week was my episode. You can get another one. Okay. We already had it. Remember? <laughs> you crashed the whole house down. What did I do? I ex- exercised one. So let's stop. You know, right. like this whole thing. Yeah. I love that. Like, you know, we took away the kind of protagonist thing, although they do still have their protagonist armor. Um, but yeah, Letty just always steals the show. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's absolutely, on, absolutely on the board and they're like having their like father son kind of scared moment. And she's like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, I'm over here. Barely holding on. Y'all just Barely holding on. There's a, there's an axe swinging right there. Like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, like she really does. She like I'm. I swear, if she doesn't get nominated for every fucking award and win more than half of them, I am going to be like, burn it all down. There's no <laughs> justice in the world because she is like, yeah. It's just like you. She just every scene, she just commands your attention. I'm like loving just to see her like perform I, I I feel like I've just never seen her act like this you know like mm-hmm. like just and she's a great actress but this is by far just blowing me away more than anything like even like Eve Bayou and stuff like that and I always thought she was you know super good in that movie but it's crazy yeah there was um I saw a post and it had a picture from Eve's Bayou where it's been a long time since I watched it but there's like a character who's wearing the same shirt that she's wearing in this episode with the red and it's like cut out with the, like oh. The thing, yeah, because I was like, look at her looking like Supergirl over there, or Power Girl with her like <laughs> thing open, and I saw the picture, and it's like literally the same outfit. Like, oh my god, I just, have like, to look at that. Yeah, it was super oh, that's cool. Uh, Easter eggs. <laughs> Alicia says that I am with you on that, Ariel, about your love for uh, Journey Smollett and what she's mm-hmm. doing. I liked it that she was um, even defiant, like right from the beginning of the show when christina comes up to her door and you know she she's like yeah so so what you hear well it may have been your money but this is my house so get the fuck out like she was like no joke in this joint i i was i was loving i was loving everything journey smollett was doing and like we were saying like when they were having that 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 moment uh atticus and montrose were having that that conversation before walking the plank you know, which we'll get to, you know, that was cool. But then after they get to the other side, she's the one that's swimming on ahead. She's yes. the one that's finding the yeah. door. She's the one doing all the, all the work. They back there like, you know, you know, touch me feeling, oh, dad, oh, son. You know, she's she getting work done. Yes. Well, there was also talk about her because he needed a little counseling in that moment. So uh, <laughs> it needed a little bit of adjustment, some correction. So um, yeah. he's like, yeah, you're your girl on the policy. You know what I mean? So he's actually being fatherly for once. So that was a nice little change up because otherwise you just see them going against each other and being obstinate. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and also, uh, since you went and rewatched the third episode, what did that, uh, the, their, I, I don't know, priestess, what did she protect the house against? Was it evil spirits? Because I definitely saw when she got stonewalled, like, boom, can I come in? Oh, shit, I guess I can't. What, what did she protect the house with? From evil spirits? Or did they, I don't recall what they said exactly. Do you remember she what it said- was? She said something along, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was like, if, if the, the spirits or, or whatever it is, is as sinister as you said, 
then we need to protect ourselves and just did that. So I think it might just be like any general protection spell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that when she was like, Oh, like, like, cause she wasn't expecting that this whole time. Like we, we see that she's kind of like, you know, controlling things. Yeah. Always like behind the scenes, like doing that. But for her to have that reaction, it's like, Oh, you didn't actually know like what we would do to this. Like you didn't like you put her in there and we're just kind of hoping that would get you access to the house. Cause maybe you could offer help and she didn't need it. Right. But yeah. And then, but here's the thing. It's like, cause she tells when she um, gets picked up by Lancaster, which is a whole other thread we got to get into. But when she, <laughs> when she is picked up with, by him, she says, I, you know, I thought I could have a chat with Hiram, right? Mm-hmm. So she's actually expecting the ghost to still be there. And, the, and maybe even them begging her, like, yes, please help. Mm-hmm. This, this, but it's like, oh, no, no, it's already done. And you ass can't come in. Bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bitch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Audible, so yeah, I already got rid of him. So he's not here. So if he was who you were hoping to speak to, you had to try somewhere else. So I like that they uh, outsmarted her on that front, but she yeah. definitely didn't see that coming. The yeah. one plot hole that I found when I was watching it the second time, because I wasn't so scooped up in like the action propelling forward, mm-hmm. was when they figure out that it is connected to Letty's house, why they weren't like, all right, let's go upstairs, wait for the tide to go, right. and then come back. Like It's always here. Clearly, this was designed for that elevator to come down, because Irma always came down and did it, Like, and the lights turned on. Right, it but was, I, but that doesn't mean they would be able to access that level from the elevator. Right. So I would say they don't have like, the magic. Exactly. Being down there, you can get up. But if you don't have, I guess, Hill's blood or uh, whatever blood of builder of the house, I don't think they would have been able to get down mm-hmm. from there. Right. That's and true, I that's and true. I think and that's a that's a issue. That's a place where technically Tick's blood probably wouldn't have been any help because that was Hiram's elevator. Mm-hmm. As opposed and talk to about plot holes. Hippolyta about to go crazy. She is pissed. Like, what do you mean you back in Chicago? How did you get back in Chicago? Why y'all leave? Y'all ain't say nothing? Hold on, ain't none of this shit, right? Y'all motherfuckers gonna learn about me today. Hippolyta is on. She's pissed. Yo. Yeah. Yo, I need her to sit down. I don't want her turning around, going nowhere, looking for questions, asking nobody <laughs> nothing. But, like, please go sit down. It is not even safe for you and your daughter to take this ride right now. I need you to go chill, please. She gonna give me a heart attack, y'all. I was actually thinking that. I was like, it's getting dark. She pulling over. Then she's speeding up because she's mad. And I was like, wait now. Because especially like in the book, one of the parting gifts that uh, they get when they leave is they get immunity or protection in the car. Mm-hmm. So that if they... If wait, they, who gets when they leave where? So Woody, so George's car, Hippolyta's... Uh, Hippolyta, Lord, Hippolyta. <laughs> they got me. Hippolyta? I don't know. How to, I don't know. I'm not that biblical. Well, I don't know. It's Hippo- it's Hippolyta, but they say it wrong on the show. Oh. They, call Hippolyta. they call her Hippolyta. I wouldn't have known the difference. Thank you for the pronunciation. I did not know it was supposed to be Hippolyta. That's Greek. I know that name. I thought it was something out the Bible. Oh, what? What? So then, what you're not catching, uh, E, is that Hippolyta, the mother. The daughter's name is Diana, Diana. which is the real yeah, name yeah, yeah. of Wonder Woman. Hippolyta exactly. is Wonder Woman's mother's name right and she named it Hera's chariot like they got it's all in there it's all wrapped up yeah yeah, yeah. I'm now I'm connecting those dots now because <laughs> yeah. I'm like Hippolyta like whoop that name <laughs> but all right cool that's crazy all right oh we can't hear you Ariel or I can't 
Did you pull your mic out? Yeah, you might have pulled your mic out, Ariel. She's so she's so she's so amped up. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? There. Yeah, yes. we can. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> There's a button that I hit. My bad. My foot hit it. Marisol no, said, I'm, "Wonder I'm, Woman strong." Amen. Amen, Marisol. Amen. Yes, that's her girl. Um, but no, I'm I'm really excited for her um, Hippolyta story just because it was one of my favorites in the book. So I'm just really excited about that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, she so. That part was scary for me because, again, in the book, they get immunity on the car like uh, uh, Caleb, right? Yes, Caleb in the book, who is Christina, basically, um, spells the car. So when they're in it, you know, police, if they see them, won't really acknowledge them. So they kind of have immunity in the car. Mm -hmm. But that's definitely not something that Hippolyta has now. And so her driving was really making me frightened. Cause it's like, girl, it's dark. It's just two women. Be safe. Like, drive slower. Yeah, we but, can. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, she's you know putting it together, and it's like something is amiss. They were in what Boston. Now they're back Boston. in Chicago. Yeah, and now they're back in Chicago. And I, you know, and, and I think she's um, once she sees the uh, that uh, Atlas, you know, that kind of was just like she. she she has a plan in mind. I think she's going somewhere specific, you know. So I'm. I, yeah, but only Devon County was circled, so she doesn't know about Artem or the lodges. She's just going to go there and start asking questions, like randomly, like, "Hey, so what happened to your sheriff?" You know, from a couple months ago or something. Like, nothing good can come of this. I don't. I mean, I don't know how she's going to do it. I don't think she's going to be that direct, though. You know what I mean? She like she. Then what is she going to do? Where are you going? Please go home. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, exactly. We can't be direct. So where are you going? Who are you going to go talk to? What are you doing? And dragging your kid, too. Please stop. It's not even safe to leave home. And you trying to go find questions from you don't know where, from you don't know who, about you don't know what. What you going to do? And your dad, your husband died. Like- yes! Somebody already died. Like, this shit is real. Stop, please. Like, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and, like, all the side characters are getting that way, right? Like, we're used to Letty and Atticus getting into all kinds of trouble. We've seen the fallout. But now we're seeing, we see Hippolyta, and then we also see Ruby. Like, Ruby, hun, what, what are you doing? Like, when she opens up his shirt or whatever, he had the, the um, yeah, stag the Rams, head. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, I was just like, red flag. I'm like, oh, she don't see that brand? That's almost demonic. Horns on a person is never a good thing. Ever. And then couple that with the drinking of the blood. It was like, wait, wait. Yeah. Right. Didn't sell it off at all. She was just like, "Mm, he want me. I don't know. I was like, "Mm." No, I immediately Uh turned to Mike for listeners, my boyfriend, and was like, listen, if I ever cut myself during any time of action and you try to lick it, that's it. We're done. I'm going away. Yeah, I'm sorry. Where are the bags? I've (laughs) never created a hard rule, but if we're getting it in, I'm not putting any blood in my mouth. That's just off the table. That's a hard no. I think it's a given. I think that's fair. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all not living your life right. Look, I I saw it as as Ruby obviously being in her feelings because she didn't get the job at Mar- Marshall uh, Marshall Fields. And I knew she was going to blame her sister for that. 
Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, it kind of was her sister. <laughs> oh. She's like, I got to tighten up my resume and blah, blah, blah. What did Letty do to distract that? Like, you wasn't here doing the exorcism. You wasn't, you know, involved in my whole thing. Like, how does this really Letty fall? Like, that's not even fair. That's true. I, it's not fair. But she got not to change the topic, but but she got all in her, she got it all in her feelings about it. Plus, another thing. Never mind just the whole idea that you she know, was mad somebody beat her to the punch. That's what it was. This was a well, woman. I, this is a woman that's easily in her. I think she's supposed to be in like at least her twenties or thirties years old. And I think in her thirties. And her mm-hmm. dream is a clerk job at Marshall Fields. I mean, that just just you know wrap your head around that for a little bit. But she's in her feelings about this. She goes. She sings this torch song trilogy of a song, drunken with on her guitar. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's got like that. She's got like about 12 12 shots in her she's got this minimum right she's got this 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 aryan you know you know wonderkin blonde hair blue eyes buying her drinks coming over and then he reaches down and it's it's is attracted to her despite her being this black woman enough that he is not only wants to be with you, I want to take some of you into me. No, 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 Lynn. No. What? That's not... It's not as hot as you want to bring I'm sorry, it's not. It's not. George Kimona says, let her get her freak on. No, it was weird. And Mm -hmm. and I'm saying it was, it would have been on on a regular day, that would be like, you know, you'd be like, huh? But... When you got a goat or whatever, you know, that's a sign of the devil. And then he, the devil, and then he wants to be drinking your blood too. I'm sorry, sir. That's how you make a vampire. I watch exactly. That's already like two other things he needs. Yeah. And that's like two, like, two no, thirds no, away no. there. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's too much. Yeah. I'm yeah. Blood is not where exchanging right now. We can swap fit. That cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of other fluids that we could be swapping right now <laughs> that are totally exactly. acceptable. And, the, and like, like, no. Exactly. I don't have a lot of hard nodes. I don't. Like, just a point blank period. No need to talk details. I just don't. But <laughs> the blood during sex is a no-go. I'm sorry. It's just non-sequitur. Not going to happen. Not my mouth. Not your mouth. No, not her mouth either. No body, no blood, and nobody's mouth. Understand? So that's uh, for me. Simone is okay with the blood. By all means, if you cool with the blood, that by all means, and maybe we need to call you back for another reason. But I'm just saying it's a no for me. I saw that as a. Eve, Maricel. That's <laughs> my Eve. <laughs> That's a forbidden fruit. Well, I think if you compare this blood sex time to episode three blood sex time, mm. uh, it's a it's a different aesthetic. Like we're getting a different emotion and and meaning out of that, right? Like we have that that was like you know awkward and uncomfortable right. for a multitude of reasons. Right. And Letty was all up in her feelings for, for different reasons. And then we have right. Ruby who's on a whole different playing field. And this was more of like a raw, like scary <laughs> sexual thing. But I think like it, it's also kind of like a test too. Like if she's willing to allow that and then allow him to kiss her, 
like it's sexy and it's a fun time. Right. But then also to like show his chest and show that thing and for her not to be doing that. Also, I think having sex on the stairs all uncomfortable. Like, like those are three st- challenges that she right. had. Isn't that the boarding house? <laughs> like no, where a lot of people house. live? No, that's his, no, no, that's his no, house. That's his house. His house. I mean, okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, don't other people live there? Aren't there a she lot of people that can just come out boy. randomly? Okay, I was curious. I'm not gonna take a white boy to that house. <laughs> but, <laughs> we don't need that. But so, so what I loved about this though is it's the return of William. But I think the way he returns proves that he and Christina are in fact the same person. From her, when she uh, knows she's being followed, she hurries in the house, and then William comes out uh, handedly, hands the cops their asses, and then steps over them and is like, "I have a date." And so I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, that is Christina, which I think now, which now I think brings a, a added layer to that relationship um, mm-hmm. because we don't, we don't have this uh, gender swapping happening in the book. Like it is, his, it is just Caleb and Caleb, you know, has this kind of relationship with Ruby. What's interesting is though, and while I don't trust, you know, Caleb, if we're talking about the book, Christina slash William, if we're talking about the show, I do think that their attraction for and and not even just attraction sexually, but like actually being like attracted to like on on a, a on a mental level, all that to Ruby is genuine. I think yeah, I it's agree. coming from a, a very genuine place. And I think mm-hmm. with the gender swapping, though, the thing that becomes most profound is, uh, it, you know, in the book, it's so it's it's straight up like this white man attracted to this black woman. OK, right. This very like mm-hmm. heteronormative thing um but when we come over to the show so now you have this character who is swapping genders who is engaging in this relationship with this woman and I think the connection here is deeper because I feel like what Christina sees when she looks at Ruby is herself with no power you know what I mean because it's again Ruby because of her being black because her being a woman, it is limiting what she has access to, not because she does not have the ability to do whatever she wants, but because the world won't let her. And Christina's in that world. She's a superior sorcerer than a lot of those old men that were in that room. But because she's a woman, she can never be a part of that society, right? She has to take it. And I so I think that attraction and, and that connection with Ruby is even deeper when you add the, the kind of gender swapping and the and the significance of Christina being white in you know this boys club. Yeah, I I definitely agree that I, I always felt that Caleb did genuinely love or have some kind of like respect and understanding and and really did want to help Ruby and really did believe that they could be together. Um, and and that was like the one one where I feel like it wasn't twisted. Like all the other ones felt like conniving and skeevy where I really felt like he genuinely wanted to help Ruby and she wasn't a tool because she even like becomes helpful later right? like in in a a very like confident way and this I I agree I think there is like because like she feels some type of way about Letty too like knowing that she's a powerful woman but not in the same like there's clearly not that same emotional connection that you get with Ruby I think one I, I think 
Ruby looks absolutely amazing in this episode, oh, too. Oh, my God. Like, so every pretty. time they showed her, like, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm about to get in that bar. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And she, like, saunters over. I was like, no, get well, and, I lo- and I love when she it finishes her song. She doesn't get a compl- applause. And she's like, well, fuck you, fuck too. You. And then just that's <laughs> off. I said, yeah, I said, this bitch is bad tonight. And she, yes, yeah, she looked gorgeous. Yes, yeah, she, she did. gorgeous. Yes, yeah, she did. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I'm super excited to see that, and I, I just love that we got those sprinkling in of like the side characters because I think that just adds to the fact that like Atticus is not the main character. Like we're not getting a, a traditional storytelling TV show where you know you're following the one person, and like for him to be confronted with that, like Letty yelling at him, but also to have these characters that don't even know that magic exists, but are forcibly just by being, you know, close in <laughs> to these other characters are now going to have to experience the magic and the horror. And also like that idea of like, like, you know, Montrose keeps trying to keep things from Atticus, right? And he yeah. keeps trying to hold it back. And then finding that like he has to, the only way to help is to actually open up and admit it, right? And like, that's what we're gonna find out with these other two. Like if we had told them, like maybe they would have thought we were crazy, but also they would have been a little more like (laughs) aware of like the dangers. Like don't be talking to, you know, white boys who drink your blood and like don't be going to this evil town where magic happens. Like they wanna do that if we were all open with each other and communicated. It's like, what is this, an episode of Supernatural? Right. (laughs) <laughs> nice. nice i um it, it's funny you, you you're talking about how atticus is proven to be not so much the uh protagonist you know because of how much you are involved with all the other characters i felt that in this one from an acting perspective i actually felt that jonathan majors who plays Atticus was actually because of that was asked to be kind of neutral uh, a lot. And I think it affected his performance a little bit. Like something about his performance felt a little off this, uh, with this episode. I didn't feel as connected that he was as connected to the character because he more or less just had to be this fulcrum upon which all the other characters could just kind of like operate as opposed to being, you know, having a lane, a lane in, uh, in and on to himself. Um, I don't know. I felt I, there's, um, the part. So in rewatching it, a part that I found really interesting that was John Major's acting was actually when tree is, is trying to bait him Mm -hmm. and, uh, essentially like tell him that his father is potentially a gay man right and there's like that conversation he's like distracted because he's trying to find his way into this you know the tunnel or whatever and and there's that part where he's just like uh shouldn't you like be concerned or, or i thought you should know or whatever because i forget what he says exactly but he's like staring at the map and then he turns and he just kind of shuffles away and he says i ain't no sissy and he just like moves on and it's like always this like it's the same look that he gave in, in that like kind of somber, like I'm just kind of taken in the world mm-hmm. look that he had in episode three where he's watching Letty mm-hmm. and he's like her dancing. Like it was a similar, like he's, I think he feels like he's on the sidelines too. 
Okay. Like he feels like he's just kind of watching. And that's what I get from like seeing him like interact in those environments like that. Like he's always like the fact that he like comes up to Letty in any episodes, like, all right, tell me what we're doing. Or like, right. uh, I'm going to go figure out what's going on. It's like, turned out your dad already did it. And it turned out Letty's already here. And like, he just has to like, keep it moving forward and him trying to do that is enough of a catalyst to keep everyone else moving forward and so I I enjoyed his acting here because I did feel like it complimented everyone else and wasn't trying to like steal the show um or like outshine it just felt like that's who Atticus is he's just like kind of bumbling around (laughs) yeah like it's, it's funny everybody was ahead of the curve on this one but him so right. it's like, technically, this is your story, but you need everybody else. You're Harry Potter, because you can't do shit. You don't know shit, and you need everybody else. You need Hermione, and you need Ron, because they know all the shit that's going to get you through. Like, you just mm-hmm. the key. You know, you're the, you're the key. That's it. That's true. You're the blood. You're going to open the door. Everybody else is what's pertinent to, you know, what you're trying to figure out. Um, I love the fact that he tried to go his own way. Lenny was like, we need to get your father involved. And he was like, no, I already tried. He's not going to listen. But she was the catalyst was, that was able to do it. And she was right in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, God damn it. So I don't know if he's discouraged, like, fuck, I can't do none of this shit. But he's real quick be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I do need to listen to you and, you know, uh, him. Because y'all, y'all know better than me. Right. And I'm trying to figure out how she unlocked the door with the poem. Like, there were the words on that. These pictures match up with what he was saying? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, a, you know, Adam was in it, and then there, <laughs> and there was Monsters. Adam Puff, Evis, uh, yeah. uh, Monsters Devoured, God Spice Eve. Yeah, right. Eve. yeah. Man creates dinosaurs, I, I, dinosaurs eat man, women inherit the earth. <laughs> mm. That's what I was, I was like, where's all <laughs> That's how it finishes. Well, I, I do like how Atticus did like confront Montrose and was and in his ways like he didn't say everything that he wants to say in that. Um, there's obviously like all this other stuff in it, but him being like, No, I trust the men beside me when I'm out there. Right? Yeah. Like I don't trust you. I can't trust you as far as I could throw you because you've been leading us astray this whole time. You clearly have ulterior motives and like I don't I also don't like you. Like we don't have a relationship like that. But also like after hearing Tree, right? And and seeing him interact with the the security guard and to kind of have that like that's a lot for a character to take in during that time. It's a whole lot to take in now for some people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there was just all this compounded on him. And so it was all very to me it felt like you know he was he was saying way more than what he was saying (laughs) you know in in that conversation and I feel like I was hoping that that would lead to you know more opening up because he has that heart to heart where you almost cry because like your mom would be proud uh and then he goes and he's got you know he's got a killer lead um which is a whole other problem man with this episode (laughs) Uh, before we move on, Marisol uh, has a question. Marisol, thoughts on the alignment of Atticus and to kill a mockingbird? Um, yeah, um, Atticus is definitely named after Atticus from To Kill a Mockingbird. Atticus, a, Atticus it, Finch it, it, is that character's name in To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely like, that's where, and I'm glad they kept his name and didn't change it because they changed other people. But I, I'm, I am glad they kept that too. It's just another, like, we're turning things 
on a you know on a tent like we're right. taking popular media and we're we're showing you that like there's an alternative to this and that we can put you know black characters as the protagonists <laughs> or, like right. they can have the same right uh, and obviously like their family's very well read it could be that you know Montrose named him that for a reason too this whole episode. I was thinking about Ariel because Ariel has talked about how, you know, Jonathan Majors and his T-shirts is very confusing. So I was wondering, like, how she would feel if he was, in fact, running around this episode adorned as he properly should have been with a, 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 a hat, a leather jacket and a whip. That's what he actually needed as he was going on this Indiana Jones adventure throughout this episode. It was, well, I think he number. would not take the whip. He just would have left that alone. He would have took the hat and the leather and he left the rope. whip. He had rope. He okay. did have rope. You're take right. Take the rope, yes. Bring the rope. But no bull um, I'm going to say, you know, the wardrobe department, thank you. <laughs> I enjoyed the, his arms in this episode. <laughs> I He was... He was snuggling people in the arms he was catching people as they leapt at the one part where he like took did he take a shirt off and i was like oh my <laughs> i was like what's happening and it was like it's like i don't know it's like you talk about taking Drinking somebody's blood inappropriately. That might be the only time you I was like, I was like, yes, it was I actually have a note. I said his shirts is on my <laughs> the shirts. The shirts. Yes. Well it's yes. Like episode two and three, we got to see his butt. And I made a note of that. Because I'm always like, we need <laughs> like we need more of those thank you and it's like they made it a point to be like all of it is out there right so i was like all right episode four where's that <laughs> so let's go i don't know how it's going to come up this episode but i'm ready and so ready we, just, we just got the shirt thing but, but I'm, you're, I'm, you're a bucker i, I arms <laughs> arms it's all about the arms and like big hands it's like yes so yes. that's what I'm looking for. So they'll make us both happy, Gabe. And we'll continue yes. to, we'll continue to make our observational notes. Yes. <laughs> White tea. Sure. White but. tea. Black tea. I got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, literally anything. And lot, lots of water. People were um, having a lot of appreciation for the uh, the people in the in this episode. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Someone on Facebook says, I enjoyed the dark-skinned singer's dresses. She looked good in reference to Ruby. Ruby. And Ruby. Eternal Guardian uh, 07 says, and Journey Smollett dressed as April O'Neil. <laughs> he was. Yeah, I love the yellow yeah. I was like, she's Indiana Jones like coming in <laughs> like, I'm going on an adventure. And Eternal Guardian also said a quick shout out to Montrose's Jesse Owens ain't, Owens got, ain't shit. got shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I missed that the first time because, I again, it was the same time where he took off his shirt. So I missed it the first time. <laughs> and then, but the second time I was able to see the whole scene and hear words. And that, <laughs> I got it. So good thing we watched it twice. Good but thing. I will say that the lighting, the lighting for Ruby uh, when I saw it, I was like, this is some insecure mm. lighting techniques. Like, mm. and, and there's, and so someone, I was watching it with someone, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, a lot of the times people, the, the characters are like sweaty or like glossy. There's right. a lot of light. I was like, yeah, because right. we got to bounce the light. And, and that's what like, 
it, it's so awesome to have these scenes where they are dark, like ever the world is dark mm -hmm. and we can still have them like this shining beacon. And it's, it took like, as, as like to go like cinematographer nerd here, uh, cameras were designed as racist. <laughs> they were right. not designed to pick up dark skin. Um, and so that we have like kind of adapted and, and, and how we can see this now, like we can have these like dark skin on the screen, looking gorgeous, lit so well. Like she was like, <laughs> I was like, I was in love. I was like, I forgot about Atticus. I was like, where? <laughs> I was like, like Ruby. Ruby. I was like, I get it. <laughs> like, um, it's so beautiful. And and that scene with the purple and the pink shining down and the silvery, the dress all like sparkly. I was like, oh, I'm in love. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, wait, so one thing I wanted to come back to, I just want to drop the question so we're all thinking about it. When Christina, again, gets picked up by Lancaster and they're in his office, you can hear somebody moaning through the vent. Yeah, vacuum. yes. And, and, I, and it was faint, and I think if you weren't really paying attention, you could miss it, because I definitely missed it the first time I watched it. Um, mm. But, you know, so now I'm thinking, like, who the heck is that? And I mean, I'm I'm hoping they wouldn't add that effect and not, or I hope it wasn't just to be like, he's sadistic, y'all, people in the walls. Like, <laughs> I hope we actually do come back and, and figure out who, who that is and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, that's definitely okay. part of whatever he had going on. Because she went and looked through that specifically to check. Right. So she knew something was going on on the other side of the wall and she was like peeking in on it. Right. She wasn't yeah. surprised by what she saw through there. Right. Or what so yeah, heard, they right. definitely... Yeah, so they definitely got like human trials, human experiments, something going on through there. Because he's the the I guess like the the head mason of a different lodge or something like that. Yeah, the mm -hmm. he's the the leader of the lodge in that area, like he of the area he's the uh, I guess police chief of. Okay, he's so he already knows who she's at. So I guess the, so I guess that's the Chicago chapter. Oh, I don't know because she said I missed your initiation. So I think he's he's kind of a pseudo leader because I think Hiram was the leader and he oh, is like okay. kind of taken over in the in shadows. Yeah, but and then but she does say like this is the key to the time machine, and we know that in last episode that the time machine was a part of the trials. That's how we got Babyhead Ghost. Mm -hmm. And so when she said time machine, I was like, oh, is that what's happening back there? So they're trying to figure out more time machine or like gadget stuff. Well, didn't she say the 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 planet Ori or whatever would be the key Ori. to the time machine? Yes, mm -hmm. but I think the thing is she doesn't know where it is because Hippolyta has it, and I don't think Letty's told her that. Of course, she well, Letty doesn't know that, so yeah. she took it. Letty never saw it. Yeah, because she, she, she told Letty. She told because Letty the door that was it was locked, right. and then Hippolyta was up there, and then the and door opened for open. her. But I thought, you know what, and maybe I'm confusing it with the book because in the book, Letty gives her permission to take it. I think Letty mm -hmm. even suggests that she takes it. So I assume the same thing, no. like no. that Letty knew she took it. No. Letty okay. doesn't know where it is. No, Letty never did eyes on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because so yeah, she took it during the, the, the um, Beyonce. Party or something. Okay. I remember when the door opened, I just did, again, I just didn't realize she did it without Letty knowing. I thought Letty knew it was there. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, so is that the key it. to a what time machine or is that the key to pages? Or is that a key to the time machine which will still lead you to the other pages? Because that's what the like we're trying to do. We don't know. All of the above. We don't know. We don't think we know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, I, I do think, I, I do, um, 
I could see it maybe being the key to the time machine because the idea of turning time backwards to turn the earth, I, I feel like at some scientifically, like, wouldn't that just be reversing the earth somehow? I don't know. I just feel like all of that would be involved. So why not make the or, 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 ordery? Ordery. 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 The, the key to that. Like almost like visual representation of like time moving back. Mm-hmm. And like, but yeah, but why is there two sons, which is going to be linked to Hippolyta's story because it's not right. Else, right? It's not um, our solar system. Yeah, it's somewhere else. And um, something I, I, I did want to talk about, there's two things I wanted to bring up. One is uh, kind of in the same nature, like how this show has been doing every episode where it's kind of like retelling tales or like when we think of the second episode when William's given them that tour and it's all the like uh and he was very nice to the people who worked for him right and we knew what that meant right. uh in this one when we're in the museum right and we have the story of oh my god of how he brought civilization to all the savages and mm-hmm. they were so grateful that they just gave them yeah. all of their wealth and shit yep that's how it fucking yeah. works in third world countries all the time yep yeah. yeah. So I was, that was like, for me, that was like an exciting part to have, um, specifically because the major, like a majority of Lovecraft stories feature a white man who goes to the Congo or some other place that he shouldn't be and takes stuff that he shouldn't take. And mm-hmm. then it causes all of this stuff to happen. And so it's like that whole, like, it, it's taking that and being like, we as viewers know that he is not the protagonist and that what he, he stole these things. And we learned that later, um, which brings me to the ship and Yahima. And so like to, to be confronted with this group of people that are very clear, like these are the savages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet he's the savage, right? He's the one who had the unquenchable hunger and destroyed her people, uh, their people. And like for what he wanted. Right. And right. I think like th- there's one thing. So I got, I love the show and I love a lot of things that happened. Um, but I was pretty disappointed by this situation um, with the presence of Ihima, specifically in that they were taking them to essentially use them as the same tool that Titus was using. And to have a story where we have, like we're purposely trying to fight back against a group of people who are using black folks as tools to get what they want to then on turn do the same thing. And then as like a trope for, for, for TV, uh, killing our magical queer person uh, before they ever get to do anything. And also taking their voice. Like there's so many levels to this where I was just like, do we, like these are supposed to be our heroes, um, but they're doing the same thing to um, another disenfranchised population, um, mm. and it, it it just didn't. I didn't love it. Right? Um, there's like the the brushing off of Yahima of what what they are too. That was also unsettling. Um, of just like what are you? Right? Not who are you? Or what are right. you doing here? Um, and for, you know, Montrose to say this, right, uh, I'm sure he was very confused, right? Um, but, like, this is, like, the second, you know, non, like, heteronormative character we have, because uh, earlier we were talking about... Uh, Christina. Uh, Christina. Well, I guess it's the third, because there's the the idea that uh, Montrose might, by chance, wow. be gay. Okay. Which is yeah. also, like, is possible because when we think about, like, George saying that, you know, he might like that history 
with Zaman, like who we think is Zaman, uh, could have been like kind of tied up into that. Also, the fact that like Montrose, like uh, George said, like Montrose suffered the most from the dad, right. and it was because he was softer, right? right. He was he was oh, always more gentle. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that he was beat because he went and like waved at the baseball players, like there's a lot of these little hints about him and like and that could be a part of like his internal torment and why he is so aggressive yeah against uh, that. with Atticus too yeah and because it's like no like this is what it means to be a man this is what it means to do this um and so that was like an interesting element that isn't in the book <laughs> at least I don't remember that so I was like enjoying like kind of those things on un- un- uh uh like unweaving um but yeah I, I think with like Yahima being like, I, I thought it was cool, <laughs> like the them coming back to life. Yeah, it was and real doing dark. that. Um, but yeah, I, I think like you know they explain very obviously that it's woman, man, two spirit, which is a real thing. Yeah, and I I just like I feel like it's going into the same tropes of like you know in in other media we have like the magical Negro or we'll have like a magical person with a disability or we have a magical queer person like it's a magical other and so we did that again (laughs) like we have like this is the only person that can read this simply because they happen to be intersex uh and they're from a native tribe they're savages or whatever right like i just felt like that was kind of dull um it didn't love it i just didn't love the the kind of treatment of that character but i did love how um how honest they are about being like, you know, I'm not going to hold you to your forefathers, you know, what they did, but I don't know you. And they're right to say that. Cause guess what happens to them? Like, yeah, I don't know you. Uh, and I'm not just going to give you the answers. Like I already did that to someone who's got the same blood as you. Like you came mm-hmm. in here because you are the same thing. Who are you <laughs> to be coming in here in my space? And like, you know, the fact that you don't have anything else to lose and this is all right. they have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to kind of hold on to that, I, I really appreciated that, that we didn't just like, in a cliche way, just give the answers to them because they just happened to not be Titus. Right. And that was awesome. Um, but yeah, that was like I, the the kind of showing of that, the very Pirates of the Caribbean, like <laughs> smirky, uh, uh people, like seeing like the, the woman who's holding the baby, like clearly like, that happened yeah. instantaneously. Like it's so hard, like, and to see it like, oh, they have been doing this to other people or like the others for forever, like yeah. since the beginning of time. So now it's like what we all need to come together and stop this. Like that, that's what I feel like should have been the answer. Um, but, and it was very exciting. I did like that. Uh, I, did, I also did enjoy just the fact that they were like screaming at the Naticus like, we'll deal with that later. Right. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> Shut it up first and then we'll go. Yeah, I think, well, so my, yeah, I, like, you went into so, um, so much more in depth than I even, I think, saw, because I only watched it twice, I, it's like, you gotta watch it more than once, but, but I think the thing that did stick out to me was, again, like you said, just the fact that this, you know, this continuous exploitation of other people has, is like, to this this society right it's all like it's always a thing where it's Mm -hmm. like oh I can just trample over you to like get what I want and I think specifically uh Yahima's um where she says I've never encountered people who are so hungry always hungry yeah just kind of just this idea of because you even think about like 
colonization. It's like, why did that happen? Because you weren't satisfied with what you had. So it's always mm -hmm. more and then it's more. And then now this is mine. And now I changed my mind and that's mine. You can have that weight. No, I changed my mind. And now I want that too. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is the history of it. And it's just this, yeah, because it, it, it's, I think usually you would use the word greed, but I think it is more than that. It's like this insatiable hunger, this consumption, Yep. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and not, not like not in a balanced way where we consume and we, revitalize like you know what I mean like when yeah. you're in harmony it's just like you're like a virus you know what I mean right yeah and I just so I just thought that was like um yeah. again I, you know just speaks to who who we're dealing with right and again this this you're seeking this greater power you're seeking uh, uh, sorry you're seeking like this godlike power not to help or make anything better but so that you can have more power you mm -hmm. know and that's yeah so I think I so that was like um that was like where my where I, my head kind of went when I when I saw those scenes but mm -hmm. I am I am I am upset with how she is uh what they are dispersed of in mm -hmm. at in the end just kind of you know and again that it's and I think you know if we're talking about sexuality and potentially Montrose's confusion the fact that he's the one that does it you know um, mm -hmm. this kind of maybe for him physical manifestation of things that maybe he can't he's not ready to like face and accept about himself and just like be you know because of his upbringing his dad and and and, and those um kind of violent relationships that might have been directly related to his sexuality yeah and I think like you know Montrez is dealing with a lot like he thinks this is the only way to save his family which is like you think you would learn from this episode that he needs to be open like he needs to talk about these things and just help like we we're not going to be safe and okay until we actually take care of the problem we can't hide and run away from it but he is so like steadfast in hiding from it because that's what he's done his whole life is yeah. hide right yeah. and so i think like apart like when it happened i i was like i was upset obviously because it's just like oh really but it was also Part of me was also like, how are you going to explain this? Like, oh, she <laughs> slit her own throat. Well, oh, she slit her own throat with the razor she, she found out of nowhere. I don't know. Weird. She put my yeah. knife ten times. No, um, and, and so I was like, yeah, you can't explain this one. But also I was just like, I understand, but it's like, you're such an idiot. <laughs> I just want someone to smack him. Like, that's what right. I, I, if, if George is going to get resurrected, I hope the first thing he does is just like smack smack my and says like, that's my not throat. what I meant. <laughs> like, I gave you the book, you give it to the sun, you figure it out. Like, right. <laughs> do not give this to you to burn after memorizing it all. And then being like, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, you're not right. George. Right. Um, but I, I I think it'll be it'll make things really interesting, especially because like that relationship was kind of slowly rebuilding itself, and this is really going to put a damper because there's no way Atticus is going to be like, I accept that you murdered my one lead uh, to yeah. read these. Like we're going to teach them English, and now they're going to you know uh, translate this book. Well, I actually kind of uh, like while I hear you on the silencing of the magical queer character and everything and like, indigenous and like, indigenous yeah. I and 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 I actually um there was a part of me that while getting the the uh, the allegory of, you know, the, the white man and the unquenchable hunger 
being akin to their greed and always just like take, 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 right? And what they did to indigenous um, people when they came, when they came over, and and what they do all you know every time. Quiet is kept. One thing that I was noting while I was watching this, as a quick aside, is that. I think for the 21st century, like for the 20th century, when you had needed like a go-to villain, for a long time it was Nazis. I think for the 21st century, the go-to villain is going to be white people. But anyway, I mean, because the story is old as time. Like it's, 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 just, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's what they it's do. Like you can't make this up. You can't make it. You up. know what I mean? Yeah. Real life. Just, real life. Real life. <laughs> it smells like Tulsa in here. What else do I have to say? <laughs> exactly. But um, but what I also appreciated yeah. was that um, seeing that allegory, but also seeing a bit of an allegory, and maybe this and please. You know, feel free to check my black card if you want to. Um, that I do think that there are, you know, um, pockets of the black community that are dismissive to the plights of, you know, the the, the LBGTQ or or Asian folks or or Latin folks, and kind of like prop themselves up first first and foremost and maybe while they should but i don't think that they should be dismissive to other people's uh concerns you know um especially these people who oftentimes are uh walking in arm in arm with us and i felt that and i actually felt that um what happened there was a little bit of a commentary on that which i trust to show uh enough right now after four episodes that it's going to be played up more going forward so i appreciated that kind of like and that's a hard dig to take at black people you know especially this show that's kind of like you know bigging us up and like you know giving us allusions to emmett till and you know it's got got the hip-hop in it and you know it's got james baldwin and everything like that and then you also going to say like yo but you know y'all sometimes be a little like like go left as well I, I actually appreciated that kind of like, you know, self, um, you know, commentary on, on our own, you know, misbehaviors and mis, mis, misguided uh, ways at times. Yeah. I, I mean, and I hope, I hope that we do. I think there, it, it's just, it is a harm. It, it's that it's um, impact over intent. Right. And so like, there is this intention to maybe like uh, highlight that and talk about that, but the, kind of execution of it is where I feel like it falls flat. Okay. And like the fact that they killed them, right? Yeah. Um and and literally took her voice. <laughs> right? Right. Like there, right. there's just elements to that where I, I just feel like that's tired. Um and and I think that it could be done better. And I totally understand it being there. And I'm not like, you know, this is the worst show ever. I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> like, no, I still think there's really amazing things. And I do feel like Atticus and Letty are going to make it a fuss about it. Like there is going to be, you know, uh, emotion tied to that. I think mm -hmm. also, like, as you said, there's the, just the fact that Mondra's potentially is gay, right. Uh, is going to bring up a lot of stuff in that as well, because there is, you know, some toxicity in the black community against people who are, are LGBTQ or just misunderstanding, especially of that time. Right. And so I think there is going to be, you know, some confrontation of that, that I, I'm excited to see unfold. Um, because I think 
like, yeah, the adventures are really fun. The spooky things are really fun. But the highlight of the show really is the emotion yeah. uh, and like the very real reactions of these people. Like they're people. And and that's what like I think all the horror and all the pain and all the happiness is always like tied to the people doing people stuff, like right? interacting with people. And then magic is also happening, right? And so I think like it will kind of add some more to it um and i do hope that you know they do better um but you know it, it's it's you gotta kind of acknowledge that right like we have many missing and and people who are harmed who are of color but also like the indigenous people like they don't get any notification of that either like, no one is out there like highlighting those cases and there's significant amount of them <laughs> like right, like right so i feel like we can't like we haven't reached a point where we can use those stories in an ironic way or like in a way that's like, we're making fun of it because we haven't actually ever addressed it in a way that like, this is happening. We need to fix it. So like, we're not there yet. It's like, we can't have white people out here telling the story of the, you know, like all these other people of color uh, without us being like, who are you to say this yet? You know? Um, yeah. yeah. So that's just, that's my one, my one thing. Yeah, I was definitely curious about that because by bringing that up and or because number one, I don't know why Tree is just fucking with fucking Tick, right? Just trying to get under my man's skin. Like Tree is really asking to get his ass whooped. Like I don't know <laughs> what beef they had growing up, but Tree is really like trying to be a fucking problem. Like he wants to get himself punched in the fucking face. He does. Mm-hmm. So I was curious Team about Miller. right if that was just a throwaway when you were coming talking about his pop. Or that will be addressed later. Um, and then they also addressed it more in the episode with her being a hermaphrodite, the, the indigenous mm-hmm. person. Um, being a, a banshee, or, or once they got out of it, so I she had, didn't have a voice anymore. And then, mm-hmm. was, did Montrose kill her because of what, you know, insecurities he saw in himself thereafter? Or was he just trying to, to protect his son? Because you just went through all this to find this person and these pages. And you find somebody who could, if you gain their trust, help you. Why the fuck would you shoot yourself in the foot with, like this? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, you're, you're acting against your own interest now. Like, what's the point of that? Like, I'm, I'm trying to see how or when that, if that's like the best move to come back. You know, or when that comes on. Yeah, Montrose definitely leads with his, his heart more than his head, I feel like, a lot of the time. Like, he's very reactionary and, like, just kind of does stuff to because he thinks that's what he should um yeah so and he does he thinks he's alone solar gray says intersectionality is real amen to that and george kimona asks can we talk about how the guard that let them in is now in jail for that stolen map yeah he's a duck for yeah totally like i mean i work well right but i hear nothing Yeah, oh, yeah so he, he's, he's done. And yeah. it's gone forever, too. That map is gone. Yeah, that map is gone. I did like uh, that uh, it was, again, Letty with the, um, the like, action scene where mm. she was, like, swimming. I was like, why she yeah. always got to be the one like, going She's out? She's the one getting in. She was like, yeah. I, <laughs> she was, like, I couldn't help but think, see, black people swim. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was the only one that saw yeah, the pages left, uh, had floated out. So she uh-huh. saved the day, the whole mission. She established yeah. all of that. Yeah, she's the reason. Because I wouldn't have went for the pages. 
Like I was losing my breath sitting there watching it. I couldn't even. Yeah, I actually was. I actually was surprised that she was the one that made that leap to go get it. But then I realized. she had, well, Tick, but Tick also had to stand back because he was the only one that could have held the elevator open, mm-hmm. right? With that water, yeah. So and like to trust her, like he he was trusted in her to do it as right. well. Like the fact that because Montrose was like, we gotta go, and he was like, no, and he held it like and was holding Montrose and Yahima back. Like, no, my girl out there, you could trust her. She ran from Shoggoth. Like she could do yeah. any, she fought she ghosts. Do anything. <laughs> she did and won. She fought. Yeah, she, she wins won. every time. Three she for three now. She restored the tortured ghost. Like she's like, I'm out here. I'm doing work. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, but I think I think the reveal for you realizing where they are when they get to that elevator was nice because when she mm-hmm. says, "I think that's my neighbor," and you, we know the last time we saw them was in that tunnel right by the elevator, and yeah. I was like, "Her neighbor?" I was like, "Weren't they just in Boston?" So that was like, I thought I was that like, was a great Chicago. Yeah, I was like, that was a great reveal, and again, still kind of um, showcasing like the magnitude of this magic. It's like that was a whole dig on. Like twenty-one what? hour car ride. Yeah, two two hours. They they traverse that in two hours. So it's just yeah. like what what the heck are these like crazy you know wizards doing? And, and then they ended up in my man's boat after like the boat that was underwater somewhere. Once they passed yeah. the tunnel, yeah. Uh-huh. so yeah, I'm like, wait, that is a boat. So wherever they were holding my her or the boats in the vault or some shit. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or on the ocean floor. And yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's crazy. Eternal Guardian, uh, thanks for the note from Journey Smollett on Twitter. She said, if, if, "In speaking of that scene, the water had so much chlorine that she had to do all of that swimming with her eyes closed." So she. Did. Oh, okay. So again, she 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 just collecting all these beast points. That's all she's doing. That's all Journey Smollett Basically. is putting it out there. You know. She said, "I'm tired of playing with y'all. I'm about to I'm about to come up." Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, I'm glad y'all pointed that out because I was like, wait a minute. They were in Boston. Yep. And now they went underground and they're in Chicago. I'm like, yo, like this is some like Game of Thrones, like like walk across Westeros in like uh, a commercial break type of situation. Like, how did that happen? That yes, Apollo's are looking for answers. Damn it, yeah. shit. That's what we don't need. How they get to Chicago, Mom? I don't know, but this shit ain't right. Something funny. They ain't walk. I don't know. Something up. Yeah, oh, something God. is up. You might want to leave it alone. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> real. All right. Well, are, are any last thoughts before we get out of here? Anything left on your? I don't want. I don't. I know uh, Gabe and Ariel and probably Mac probably got like pages of pages of notes. Is there any one last thing you you want to touch on before we get out of here? That's what I'm. I'm. I'm making sure. We we now we now know why tree is called tree, and we and, do. And, apparently- and we also know he, he likes more, and we know he likes to lie on it as well. That's what we <laughs> yeah. also learned. Should I or- know that Seymour? I was like, <laughs> so we should always react to them. Um, I did want to say in case I don't remember who it was that asked, but 
this is Chris from Get Out. <laughs> oh yes, we, let me. Let me address that. that was George Kimona asking, "Who is that yeah. on the back there?" This is Chris from Get Out. They treat us like family. It's super spooky. It's very large. It's one of my favorite arts pieces in this room. Yeah, that that's that's real creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. I don't know how you look at that every day. I have a hard time looking at it for an hour tonight. <laughs> it, 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 and that's your bedroom. No, this is uh, the ghoul lair. Okay. I'm about to, and you look at that when you wake up and you go to sleep? Okay. That's made me feel better. I mean, okay. I probably could. But I did, uh, on a note for this this uh, scene, uh, is that they did five takes of this scene where he cries and he's like in the, he's going to the sunken place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each was so perfect that the single tear came down at the exact time for each take. What? That's how amazing. Is that, is. Yeah. That's a true wow. story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. That's because yeah, he's Daniel cool. motherfucking Kaluuya motherfucker. Kaluuya. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal. Well, I think I nice. think all black men, you know, black actors are taught the Denzel Washington single tear. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you have enjoyed this edition, this stop in Lovecraft Country. We hope that uh, uh, you feel safe to continue traveling along with your favorite tribbles throughout Lovecraft Country. We will return next Monday at 9 p.m. here on YouTube on Black Tribbles, as well as in all of our Facebook Black Tribbles page and our Tribble Nation facebook group and next week we will have a very special guest we will have my partner on my other podcast the michelle mission vincent williams will be sitting in to join us as we take in the halfway point episode five of hbo's lovecraft country so be sure to tune in. Um, if you want to write to us and you have any thoughts, concerns, you want to get your thoughts to us, email us. It's very simple at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Email us right there, all of your thoughts and your concerns. Or you can hit us up on Twitter uh, or on Facebook or on Instagram and DM us and let us know your thoughts about Lovecraft Country. We have a lot of fun uh, reviewing this show with each and every one of you. You can check out Ariel. Where can they see you, Ariel? Uh, well, see me. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> but, you, but you can check out uh, Amalgam Comics and Coffee House at AmalgamPhilly.com. Uh, we are currently open Tuesday through Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. for call-in and pickup orders only. And our website is open 24 hours. And we have been working really hard to get uh, the majority of our stock online to make it easier for folks to browse. So check us out. Uh, and thank you for everyone who has supported us uh, during this time. You know, every every order, especially now, counts. And we, and we so appreciate those folks who've come out and shown us love. Hey Mac, where can they reach you? What where where you at, bro? What you doing? What you doing? Man, you can find me at blacktribbles.com. Don't look for me on Facebook. I'm not <laughs> I don't be on my Instagram. I don't tweet. I don't know. You better find me on one of these shows. That's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And- I, I'm not up there poking. I ain't liking. I ain't giving thumbs up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not about none of that. I'm okay. not. 
See me here. Okay. All right. We'll see you. I again. ain't been poked in years. They still, <laughs> <laughs> they still poking? Okay. Gabe, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me at theghoulsnextdoor.com. That's where you can find all of the ghouls content, including short films and our episodes, which are now available on Twitter or not Twitter, YouTube. Uh, the Ghouls Next Door on YouTube. We're also on Twitter, but it's it's more complicated to get there. So just start at the website. Um, the Ghouls <laughs> are currently um, on break for the month of September. Uh, we're, but we're stocking up, get ready for the spookiest month. Uh, but take this time to listen to previous episodes. And if you're loving Lovecraft Country, you can check out our episode about the book, Lovecraft Country, and get some spoilers, minorly, uh, regarding the books, if you don't want to read it. And then also our episode about H.P. Lovecraft, Howard Phillip himself, and why he's trash. <laughs> why we love this book and show, because it talks about that. So, you know, if you want to learn something, uh, but also be entertained by two goofy ladies and the ghouls next door.com there you go and that's always ladies and gentlemen you can check out the black tribbles uh any place and every place that you find podcasts because that's where you'll find the safe triple travel guide to lovecraft country you can actually even subscribe to it any place that you find podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review because that helps people find our show and tune into the black tribbles every thursday at 9 p.m right here on all these streaming channels this week where we'll have will Nguyen, the star trek communist set phasers to stunned yes That'll be happening 9 p.m. this Thursday on Black Tribbles on YouTube as well as on Facebook. For the Uncanny Tribble, for the Horror Tribble, for the Master Tribble, this is the Bat Tribble, ladies and gentlemen. Please keep your mask up. Be safe. And in parting, we say... In Jonathan Major's arms, we trust. (laughs) And it's fun. And it's fun. And it's fun. We're gonna run to...